0: That's HBS.me slash sales. Right over there, I'm we got know been Thank you, Karma. Ah, uh, it's so good to hear. Mind, just so I know you just made What's up, Jason? Good morning. <laughs> good morning, everyone. What a day, what a day. It's freaking Friday. Wow. This is the first of three shows today. And I'm really excited about this one. I love you too, man. Thank you so much, Jason. Wow. What a day. Straight up. Good morning, everybody. Everyone listening right now on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, on Spreaker, on Stitcher, on Google Play, on iTunes, on... I know there's another one. Did I say Spotify? I am gonna. I cannot wait to have a producer that just has this all written down for me. We got picked up by three new platforms yesterday. And to be honest with you, I've never even heard of you. <laughs> No offense, but I've never even heard of you. But I'm so grateful for you because now we're on 23 different platforms all over the world. What a blessing. Um, I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for all of you. Good morning, Stacey. Everybody listening right now on the radio can come and join us. Just look up Joshua T. Berglund. We are on the main page today, not Morning Gratitude because we have so many other shows today. We're doing it on the main show. So um, it's great to see you guys. I love interacting with the Facebook audience. I love questions. I love your feedback. I love you guys plugging your businesses so you guys can network and work together. We have made some magical connections on this show. I, I, I keep hearing every single day. That are like, oh, my God, I connected with somebody off your show, and I was able to do this and that. It's so amazing to see. Like, I love that. I love you guys. Keep networking. Keep working together. We are going to make this world a better place. And speaking of making the world a better place, I have been so blessed and so fortunate. First, want to back up. So as you guys know, I was able to do some red carpet interviews uh, on the L.A. City Gala a couple months ago. Guys, it's been a couple months. And there's this water that I stole. Like I shouldn't say stole. They donated it and I took it. But I took like 10 bottles of this water and I became obsessed with it. And it's Sababa water. But what's special about it, other than it tasting amazing, is that the owners of the water, the creators of it, have a really special cause. And for every bottle of water, and you've heard me talk about it on the show. Good morning, Rona. Good to see you. Ivan, my man, good to see you. Um, For every bottle of water that is sold, a child, a hungry child gets fed. And this is not one of those goofy buy one, get one things. These guys are actually doing the work. They're actually helping feed the kids. It's not just saying, hey, I'm going to write a check. They're in the trenches doing it. So when I had the pleasure of meeting our next two guests, it was it was just, to me, it was better than meeting celebrities, even though they're kind of celebrities. But it was better than meeting celebrities, and they're just amazing people. I'm going to read you their bio real quick so you guys can see what they're up to, especially for the radio audience, because you don't get to see everything Facebook does. But Don Elizabeth and Jonathan Stone, co-founders of The Sababa Way. The Sababa way a one into one company means that for every Sababa grocery product you buy Sababa will donate a meal to a hungry child in your community. Yeah. So this is not isolated to like a city that you've never heard of. They're doing this everywhere. Childhood food insecurity is a problem all over the world. Their mission is starting here in our own backyard in the United States. Jonathan Stone's background is in the entertainment and tech industry Where he is an executive he has executive produced many productions, including World's Greatest Athlete, 72 Names of a God, and a fitness TV series for kids, which brought him to Capitol Hill as an advocate against childhood obesity. That's what's up. Don Elizabeth enjoyed competition dance early on in life and through her college years. Seeking a change, Elizabeth found herself in the corporate retail environment and quickly discovered she had a knack for identifying what was absent in a business model and creating the appropriate structure. Wow. The Sababa Way began in 2014. Without a background in the grocery business, Stone and Elizabeth view the industry much different than those within it and have broken many barriers. Letting their mission to end childhood hunger in the United States drive them, They have gotten the first product, Sababa Water, into all major grocery trains across California. In 2018, Sababa products will be in over 1,000. Oops. They will be in 1,000 stores and are predicted to provide well over, get this, people, 500,000 meals. They are going to provide 500,000 meals for children in California alone as the Sababa Way moves into more states, more products are being added onto the shelves. And the coolest thing to me is I because I know these two people, they're getting married. (laughs) They're getting married like I think in 18 days. So super stoked. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Don and Jonathan. What's up, what's up, John? How you doing? What's up, man? How's it going? It's good to see you guys. Welcome so much to Morning Gratitude. It's such a blessing to have you on the show. But even more importantly, it's just a blessing to know you guys and know that you're the real deal. Like, it's not, again, I want to reiterate this point. Everyone listening right now, everyone watching, uh, good morning, Joshua. Good morning, Selena. Look, you guys, you're not just writing a check. No, you're actually working to help provide these meals and, and, and help children And it's so inspiring. I've seen a lot of the videos. I've seen the -the behind-the-scenes footage. I love what you're up to. And I met another organization in Las Vegas yesterday, and they were speaking volumes of you, um, just raving about what you guys are up to. So I just, just straight up, I'm just honored to know both of you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And we're we're really honored to be on the show. Um, Yeah, one of the cool things, real quick, last night, uh, as you know, when Friday comes, a lot of people – not have meals a lot of children so last night we ended up packing over 2,500 meals that were actually being delivered this morning and the cool thing about that was yesterday during the day we had special needs children come out and create the meals for other children and then later on in the evening we had some high school and other kids come finish it off so it's really amazing so because we found such a need 55 schools out here Besides what we do in Los Angeles and all, all over, we opened up our own pantry. And so every single week we feed between 2,500 and 5,000 children.
0: God. Uh, okay, so I, I, I almost – it almost seems an afterthought at this point, but it's not. But first things first. Dawn, what are you grateful for this morning?
2: Um, I'm grateful for – it's kind of odd, but th- this time in our lives, like where we are currently in the world, you know, a lot of people are, you know, there's a lot of negative stuff going on. But I'm really grateful for the fact that we can actually do something about it, that as individuals, we can take charge and make something happen and not wait for, you know, governments, the world, political, all that stuff take over. So I'm that's what I'm excited for is this moment in the in life.
0: I love it. Jonathan, what about you, my man?
1: Um. A lot of the same things, but one of the things that just recently being grateful for is like, besides all the amazing people we meet, but just like we opened this pantry yesterday, 76 people showed up to volunteer. Like You don't know. Like when you throw it out there, you don't know if one person, five people. It's not a paid gig. 76 people showed up. We even had a guy named Ben Lesser, who's an 89-year-old Holocaust survivor, who was orphaned at 10 years old and um, just went through hell in life and came out there and was bagging. 89, he'll be 90 this year, and then he got to speak to the children and give a message saying, you know, basically, God loves us all, no more bullying, no more this. And one of our biggest things is how we've been able to connect with children, have children create meals for other children to teach them about empathy and get rid of bullying. So I'm just grateful how receptive people have become. And how people realize we can create this, we can create change. We need to stop talking about it and just do it.
0: This is what this hits home on a lot of levels. And yesterday during an interview, I forgot who it was. I did three of them. Um, I, we were talking about this by what you're doing and the app, the the what you're creating, where you're allowing children to make food for other children. It's allowing people to really step into their heart and step into their power of vulnerability of you know, just being in this giving nature and it's teaching them the right things. And one, when you're, when, when children are taught that they also not, not only will they stop bullying, but they will also, they'll lose the judgment, you know, that's so you think about, I I think about my high school, junior high years, even college, and just feeling judged and feeling out of place and feeling like I didn't have the right clothes and like, and I did have the right clothes. But I didn't think I did because I'm looking around me going, oh, my God, they have Jordans, they have this, they have that. But I mean, and and it just we're taught early on that people are different. What you're doing is you're teaching these kids compassion and love and what it's like to give. And then all of a sudden, gratitude creeps in and it keeps people from being able to be in a place of judgment. I think that's inspiring. And I really love that because it's fueling a younger generation. To fuel another generation. And it just will cause this ripple effect that can really, really change the world. And I think that's inspiring.
1: Thank you. One real quick thing I I forgot to mention. So, yesterday, one of the children that came uh, by, I think he's in second grade, anyway, he didn't want to come. His parents are telling us because he's like, I don't want to see hungry children. I don't want to see starving children. I don't think I could deal with it. And he thought we would just have all these hungry kids. And then all of a sudden he came in there and he said, we were just bagging food for the backpack programs. And he had the best time. He was talking to everybody because we take away that stigma from people. It's not, you know, it's not charity. It's our responsibility to help these children as well, to help them, give them hope. I mean, one of the things Don and I always say is be the person you needed when you were growing up. Mm. And this child was just had the best time. It, It was just, wants to come back and it was
2: awesome. Went. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm and sure. um, with that, the idea with kids helping kids, it gets rid of that building the judging all of that, as well as starting at a younger age to really help out in the world. You know, a lot of times as kids, we think, We can't do anything until we've moved out, until we have a job, until we have the money. And that's not the case. And so that's a big part of what we like to teach people as well as children, you know, about the idea of helping and giving back right now because there's so many little things you can do that don't take very much time or don't take much effort, don't take much money. And so it's a new generation coming up that if they can learn that, then we're setting them up for a better success for their future.
0: I agree. And, you know, and as a child, I had a lot of angst, I was kind of a crazy person. Um, but even in my most hideous anger of moments, I can always think back to my mother, just having this loving, compassionate, giving heart, like always volunteering, always showing up, always taking the shirt off of her back to help someone in, in, volunteering, And I remember that being so inspiring to me. So even in my just my craziness and all the things that I was going through, like if I would not have seen my mother doing that and it not had shifted my perspective on what it was like to give, I don't think I would be here. And I know that sounds really dramatic, but sometimes that little hint of gratitude, that little hint of hope and that little hint of love is enough to propel you forward to make you go on another day. So I just, again, I just want to reiterate the point of how inspiring it is what you're doing because you're teaching up a younger generation that may not have parents that are teaching them that. Right. And that's beautiful.
1: Well, thank you. I mean, we've basically started this company. I mean, first of all, to end childhood hunger in the United States, but to help people help others, to go around with their normal day, their normal habits, That's why we we started with water. So many people buy water, but every time you buy a bottle of water, you feed a child. I mean, it's amazing what's going on, but the business aspect and going out there and making it happen, you've got to do that. And you have to find your niche. And this was ours. This is what we really want to do. And it's been a lot of work, but it's amazing. And now we're so fortunate. So many states are calling us to implement this program. Um, our goals, what we shattered last year were amazing. I'm going to let Don tell you what we shattered last year.
2: Uh, well, last year we financially were able to do around 200,000 meals. And together with all of our partners in food recovery, we did over just about 12 million meals that we created and were able to distribute out throughout all of Southern California. And these That's,
1: are, go ahead. No, but these aren't smashed up cans or anything like that. You've seen the videos and pictures. We do farmer market, uh, farmers markets style, where people come and get the food for free. We try to set up pantries outside of school, so when parents come on a Friday to pick up their child, they just get to go shopping for free: fresh fruits, vegetables, meats, even bone broth for keto people. It's it's just really important to teach people and serve people with dignity and hope.
0: Talk about food recoveries because I we have a huge problem in the United States. It's really worse than anywhere else, Um, but other countries deal with it too, where we waste a lot of good food. Like we have this expiration myth in our head that's not reality, so we're constantly dumping and throwing away food that is really edible. Can you talk about the food recovery program and why it's important?
2: Yeah, um, one of the things about food recovery is the idea of food that hasn't been utilized yet to be able to repurpose that into meals. And we do a lot of it through different restaurants because restaurants don't realize that if they haven't already, um, delivered the food to the table, it's still usable to be able to repurpose it. And I mean, same thing at our house. If you pull something out of your grocery, uh, out of your refrigerator and you feel like it's old and it's done, you throw it away. And instead of throwing it away, it can actually be donated. And so that is kind of what we're looking at. Um, A lot of places don't realize they can actually donate their food because it feels like we've already purchased it once. Like, Oh, well, I can't do anything with it, but we can. And um, Jonathan, you had a good quote, a good uh, statistic on food recovery. Yeah. Basically
1: two billion people can move into the United States tomorrow. And if we didn't waste food, we could end hunger.
2: That's how much food we waste. And I
1: mean, we even work with waste management, Republic, the garbage departments and stuff to learn. And they're they're worried. They're like, you know, our landfills are filling up. When you have food that goes bad in the fridge and it has that smell, those are gases we breathe. So we're out there teaching restaurants. And we don't get any money for this. It's not like part of our job. But how to food recover, how to help other people. And we have celebrity chefs and stuff that will create other meals and we distribute it. So we can show a restaurant how to take their food, how to package it correctly and have somebody pick it up and take it to another location and be repurposed. And uh, there's so many farms, so many amazing places. There's ugly fruit that people won't sell. So we gather that up and we sort through it. Don and I have sorted through totes, which is like 10,000 million pounds of plums. We've gotten eggs that we've had to cut through and the broken ones and But it's awesome. At the end of the day, it's amazing. And it's just, it's really impacted both of our lives and the people that we're meeting, like you, and people that get what we're doing. And, you know, we got to share that event with you recently. So you got to see the love that we got there and generated. And a lot of those chefs actually gave us cards and stuff and said, help us, teach us, you know.
0: Because people do want to help. It's not like, I mean, they I think there's an understanding that, you know, they're wasting really good food and this could be eaten. Um, the stigma of expiration dates is something that like we at home get to figure out that, hey, that's kind of a myth. Like it's it really works. But if you feel led to throw it out, go. I mean, I live in San Diego, so I can just walk out my front door and find someone who's homeless and feed them. You know, I can prepare a meal with them with that food that I want to waste. I could prepare because I assure you, if someone's willing to crawl in the dumpster to go find an apple that's half eaten and eat it because that's all that they have, they're sure as hell willing to take something out of your refrigerator.
1: Exactly. The one thing that we show restaurants, they're so scared of liability because it's not the people that are homeless. It's the lawyers that find this homeless person paying on them and say, Hey, you know what, let's do this person for food poisoning. They have deep pockets. So we come in, we have federal laws that we found out about. We work with, we know refrigeration rules. We know every bit of it where we can go to a restaurant and say, hey, if you do it this way, we can take your food, repurpose it. You have zero liability. Once we take it from you, you have no liability. And then um, we take it to a place that can store it and um, repurpose it. That's so amazing. Can, and plus get them the tax write-off and stuff as well. So we can really help restaurants where they're not just wasting it. Plus even some restaurants get a little percentage more um, for their food. So we can – this is what we do. Yeah,
2: yeah. That,
0: That's genius. So what that what would be the biggest obstacles that you face doing what you're doing? Because it's – it, to me, this is a no brainer. Buy a bottle of water that tastes better than any of that other crap that people buy at 7 Eleven. And it, well, I mean, there's, there's other good waters. I'm not going to lie, but I mean, this water is a great wow. water. Like it's one of my, the best tasting waters I've ever had. Yet at the same time, it also feels amazing knowing that every time I buy one of these bottles, I'm, I'm feeding a child. What would, it, it seems like a no brainer. Like, what are the biggest challenges that you have?
2: Uh, one, one challenge that I know and I always recognize is getting the word out there so people will, um, go to the stores and purchase the water. Um, sometimes when people walk down the water aisle, you know, they just pick and choose by what they see. Some people are, are stuck with their brand, you know, just being willing to try it out and see if you enjoy the water to be able to help give back to the community. Um, and, you know, just share, keep sharing it with friends, family, on social media, everywhere, so that the word gets out for people to know that they can buy that bottle and be able to help a child right in their community. For every bottle, a meal is donated. Yeah,
1: And one of the things that we've learned, um, I just had a phone call with one of the major grocers, um, and their biggest thing is they're like, we don't know if people care, oh. and, and meaning that... If we have this water in the store, we we'll, you know there's coke, Pepsi we're gonna have the big boys, which we don't mind. But do people care enough to feed a child? And no, no, no audience, do you care enough to feed a child? I mean, honestly,
0: Katrina, <laughs> Selena, Ivan, Martina, Dr. Dr. Awan, Dr. Garcia, do you guys care enough? I mean, honestly. Yeah. But that's, when that's- you're buying water, do you care enough to make a decision of of comparing waters that very few people could tell the difference of the taste, although I'm kind of a water snob and can. But, I mean, making that choice. Mm-hmm. Do you look at a I've got, well, this is Aquafina. This, this, this is a dollar twenty nine, And this is Sababa. And this is, you know, maybe a little bit more money. But I know that I'm buying it. It tastes amazing. It's a better tasting water. It's a better quality water than Aquafina. And, oh, by the way, I'm going to feed a child. Like, That's does that true. matter to you? Does that register? I'm yeah. curious. radio audience the
1: same way. Also, so, yeah, it matters. Yeah, has no chemicals in it. Um, it's, we run it through Himalayan salts. And actually, we're pretty much the same price as all other waters. That's what we want to make it. We want it to be that convenient. You can buy a bottle of water, buy ours. You don't even have to think about price break. It's the same exact price. You know, it's smart water.
0: see, people care. People <laughs> are actually caring. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, you know... But- one thing with that to show like grocers that they care is going to the store, buying it or sharing that out to the world. So everybody knows that there is a care and we can, as we go into new stores and new areas and things like that, we can show them that, you know, it's coming from other people. It's not coming from us because, you know, coming from us, it sounds no. more like a sales pitch, which it's not, but they get inundated all the time.
1: And one of the other things, I mean, this is sad, but if we say we're feeding a child in another country, more people are apt to take us on and help than saying we're feeding a child in your own backyard in your community, you know, and that's what's really sad. We get letters from so many schools saying, "Please help us." And so now, Don and I did not expect to do this, and we picked up fifty-five schools that we serve every Friday. Fifty-five schools, like when we, that's in we're Las Vegas, crazy. right? That's yeah, just Las Vegas. Yeah, in LA we do tons more, but just in Las Vegas because we live out here and we travel so much. 55 schools. And since basically since we met him, right? Yeah. I mean, in the last, like, since that event, we we were able to do this. And there's this need. We get these wow. letters. Yeah. And these letters are from teachers and counselors. And they just break out hard. And we can't say no, you know. So. I
0: There's a school in Las Vegas, Whittier Elementary. Are you guys familiar with it? Yeah. It's kind of a famous school because there's a lot okay. of homeless kids that go there. And the I, I want to bring this up because the difference between what you guys are doing and what's happening at a lot of other schools, where they're taking donations, you guys are providing wholesome meals that are going to nourish a child's body, not you know cupcakes and and Oreos and 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 just pro- highly processed foods. I mean, it's 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 so inspiring to me that you guys have taken the extra step of care. Of making sure they're quality meals, like I just like. And, and another thing too, and in going back to having children be in the process of of feeding and supplying these meals for their children, by doing this and taking care of people in our own backyard, we are training up people to go out into the world, into other countries that need this, and that's how you spread. I okay. mean. And, and I'm not dismissing the fact that there's needs all over the world, but I can walk out my be- my door of my building and see children that are homeless. Right. That's troubling to me. And a yeah. lot of them are our military. Like they're, mili- they're, they're, they're children of people that were in the military.
1: Yeah. How well, like, screwed up is that? Like one thing that Don and I say about the military, we teach these kids how to fight, but we don't teach them how to come home. And that's what we need to start doing because when they come home, They have no clue. Yeah. And we work a lot in San Diego in your area. You know that we set up food pantries down there um, to help these families. And so there's so many disconnects out there that we're trying to get everybody together. But then you bring these people in to help serve, too, and give them a sense of purpose. Right. It just it makes a huge difference. It, It really does. Like in our lives and stuff. And we, the love that we get back from these people is amazing. And that's what drives us.
2: Yeah. And there is a lot of need all over the world. But if we can't, if we're not able to help ourselves here in this country, it's not going to be helpful to help others. I mean, it. it, you kind of think of it like when you take a, a plane ride, you know, if the mask falls, you're supposed to put yours on first before helping others. So we need to do that here, help ourselves in this country so that we can continue helping the world. You know, if we continue to only help everywhere else, then we're not helping the people here. So we got to find that balance. You know, we got to be able to make sure our future generations are able to continue to help each other as well. And so it's a big deal to really make sure we stay in our country. And even though we don't want to show that, you know, the United States has problems, too, we do. And we just got to face it and start doing something about it.
0: Yeah, Martina says people think feeding children locally don't give them that level of contribution as those who help children outside of the country. Okay, so that's a fair that's a that's a fair statement and here's the other problem too. A lot of the resources that we send to other countries are not even getting to where they need to
1: go. Oh, we we yeah.
2: have. I... One of the big things like for us because we are helping here in the United States, we are scrutinized we are looked at. We are um, have to go through attorney generals. We have a lot of paperwork that we've had to do. Our first year and a half was literally setting it up so that right, the United right States can watch what we do. And so that's a big part of, I think, too, why some places don't necessarily want to take on such a big undertaking here in the U.S. because of all the red tape and things you have to go through to do that. It's worth it because we know that we're going to be able to create that huge, massive impact. But to go elsewhere, you don't have to go through as much because it's going out of the country. You don't even
1: have to be transparent. You could just say we're feeding a kid overseas. And then what we found out is when people were like, oh, we're building wells and we're doing stuff, which is amazing. But once people leave, the drug lords and everybody come in and take it. Here, we get to see impact. So say you buy our water today. You know that week a child is being fed. Mm -hmm. We do it immediately. It's not like, oh, let's do it next year. You know, our books are open. Everything's completely transparent. We just set up a new fund. Um, it, it's just, and we love every challenge. And it's just pushing and pushing, and educating. And these kids, we're giving them hope. You know, and it's not. It's just. It's just phenomenal. For yeah,
2: us. and uh, here in the in the U.S., the USDA does a census every two years looking at how many homeless there are, how many people are food insecure, how many children are food insecure. And we actually get to see the change being made. I mean, from when they did 2013 to 2017, uh, excuse me, 2015, I mean, there was a a decrease of children who are food insecure in the United States. And so we actually get to see that impact through those government facilities who do that uh, research and we utilize that information as we grow and, we provide those meals, you start to see that number decreasing. So that's amazing to be able to just even do your own research to go on rich at the USDA site and see all of the research they do every two years.
0: So I have some there are some action takers like Annie Lobert, who's also in Vegas, uh, Martina, Charles, uh, Dr. Garcia on here. Uh, they are action takers. Denise Phillips in London like they are action takers and like where, for instance, Aaron here's here in San Diego, Dr. Garcia is in San Diego. He's wanting to know where he can buy the water, but so answer that question right. and then also answer, if, if it's not in someone's local grocery store, what can they do to help assist getting this water in those stores?
2: So we have three steps for people, one, Go to the grocery store to buy the water in the Safeway brands. And yeah, Albertsons, Vons, Pavilions. And if it's there, buy the water. If it's not, ask them where it is and if they're going to put it on the shelf. And why isn't it there? And then also, too, on social media and word of mouth, just share that around to have other people do that. for. So for each individual, if you share it with 10 more people only and then each of them share it with 10, we're going to get a massive undertaking to be able to get it into all the stores so alberts and bonds pavilions buy the water then ask them to put it in their store and also tell a friend to do it as well right and
0: there's something i want to add to this too we talk on the show every single day every episode we talk about you have a voice everyone has a message that needs to be heard maybe this is the thing that hits home for you and you're you know, you're maybe you're not charismatic in, in the sense that you want to go out and put yourself out on Facebook live every day and start a podcast. And, you know, you're not going to hit the streets and be an activist. That's fine. You can go into your grocery store and say, where's the water? Exactly. You, know, you can follow those steps. You can ask that question alone. Why don't you if they don't have it? Why don't you have it? And if they don't know about it inform them like for every bottle that is purchased they are providing a meal for a hungry child how simple of a message is that for you to get behind i i'm doing intermittent fasting right now and i but i know i have food that i get to eat at noon like i get that blessing but There's a lot of people that go, I don't know if it's going to be noon. I don't know if it's going to be two or four or two weeks from now. That is a reality that people face in our own backyard. It's a reality all over the world. And here's an opportunity for each and every one of you to step up and like take the it's a small step. It's not it's not it's not a massive thing. You're not donating a million dollars. You're not sacrificing anything but 40 seconds of your time to ask a simple question. Do you carry Sababa water? Where's it at? Why aren't you carrying it?
1: That's
2: it. That's yeah.
0: It. I just want
1: to say one thing. For the people that are in Vegas and stuff, if they want to come volunteer with us at the pantry, I mean, anywhere they can actually reply to us. We can set them up with places to volunteer, but if they want to see our food pantry that we've created out here every Wednesday and Thursday, um, Please, we'd love to have volunteers. And we have fun. It's not depressing at all. We crank up the tunes. We make these bags. Drivers are coming in and out, taking the totes out to the schools. It's really a good time. And then um, San Diego or there are different areas that we want. We'll come out and set up pantries and stuff like that and make it happen. We enjoy it. We we don't just write checks. We like to get dirty. We like to be a part of it. We want to know where that money's going. Every deal... That we sign, we actually sign legal contracts with all the food banks and different places that we partner. don't partner up with, and um, we can just call them and say we're coming in. And They're like they embrace us, and we go there and rock it out.
0: Yeah, yeah. and they and I and I can second that because I've seen them in action, and then also just knowing the you know the reputation of the events that you guys are behind. I mean, you guys are action takers, and it's and and I and I do really really appreciate that about both of you. So I, I just, again, cannot be more grateful for both of you and what you're up to. How can, how else can our audience support your mission?
1: Just
2: volunteering, volunteering and getting helping.
1: out. Yeah. And just pushing the stores to carry Sababa water. And like, you know, so a lot of people don't understand, again, why we started with water. Because water has outsold soda now. And we can help people help others. We want to make it so easy because everybody's chasing everybody else's dollar. We're not about that. It's like you have a choice. Feed a child. What what makes us different than anybody else? When you open that bottle and you take a sip, you just fed a child. That's what's different about our water. Besides, it's healthy. And we can pull back in here. Um, besides, we use no chemicals and stuff. But seriously, that's it. You open a bottle, you take a swig, you just fed a child in your
2: community. And the... Further out we get when we talk about the water bottle and the more communities we're in, the more we're helping, we're, we are bringing in more products. We actually have a whole list of things that we're ready to bring to the table. We just need to have that word out there and have it moving so that we can bring those other products in. And for every single product purchased, a meal will be donated. So you can have four things in your cart. You know, four meals are going out to a child that day. So you just gotta, we just gotta keep growing it and get that awareness out, so that we can really continue to grow the business where um, our goals are and our plans are to make sure that we end childhood hunger. We know how many meals that is per day, so for how many children, and we want to make sure we hit that number. So the more we do, the more we get people out there, the better and faster impact we can have on yeah. every community.
1: And the thing that's pretty cool too is like we just got a call from South Carolina from the government's office and the food bank saying, please implement this program. So we're having other states ask us to implement, which is amazing. We're starting to understand, but we just, we need help. We need the support of people. We need people that want to create change, uh, change creators, basically, about going out there, because we can do this. Working together, we can all end childhood food insecurity. We can end all complete food insecurity.
2: Without changing our own habits.
1: Right. And the other thing is, too, like we say, you know, every bottle of water, we feed a child. But we do as much as we can to make sure the whole family has food. Like you've seen how we set up food pantries. We don't go, oh, hey, that's just for a child. We let (laughs) them, you know. Except, you know, we do the backpack programs. There's no soup for you. Exactly. There's 10 items that go in every bag that we do every Friday. So we use assembly line and people are just jamming it out.
0: That's incredible to me because I, and again, I've seen the behind the scenes footage. Like even when you guys were, you guys were on location, you were doing your thing. And, but then you, you, a live video of somebody else in the pantry at another location. And that place was jamming. I mean, yeah. it was like, it was the world's greatest networking event, but it was like kids and, and, and adults. And like, I remember seeing pictures of the Holocaust survivor right. and just going, my God, this is so cool. Like, this is fun this yeah. is this is what inspires and encourages people to volunteer their time and to give back it,
1: it's terrific yeah we're very fortunate like we start an event people show up doesn't cost them any money doesn't get time and that's what's beautiful to us how many people show up how many people get it so when the stores say to us oh we don't think people care they have no clue people do care yeah and, and really- we just keep going and you know, talking about the business aspect, you've got to follow your dreams. I mean, we did everything completely different, and we found a problem and created a solution. Yeah, And, and it, so it's really important. You've got to stick to it no matter – do the good and the bad. But at the end of the day, you know, and we work like 18 hours a day at this. But you know what? We're probably happier than we've ever been, you know? And
0: you're getting married. Getting yeah. married, yes.
1: 18 days? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I'm so yeah. happy for you guys. Well, because she owns 51% of the company, so I figured i would be smart and merrier. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, God. No.
0: I got nothing for that.
2: I then- <laughs> <laughs> No, no,
0: God, no.
1: Well,
0: Listen, you guys are welcome back anytime. I actually would love to have you back on the show when you guys get back from Italy. Is it? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but I'm a huge fan, huge supporter. I'm going to keep buying the water because I love it, and and I'm going to keep supporting you guys. And, and guys, again, go to your grocery store. Ask if they have Sababa water. If they do not have it, ask them why. And if they say, what the heck is Sababa water? You get to tell them that for every bottle that is purchased of this water, a hungry child gets fed. You get to do that. That gets to be your contribution to the world this weekend. I'm challenging every one of you listening on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, on iTunes, on Spreaker, on Stitcher. I'm challenging every single one of you on Facebook and YouTube. Go to your grocery store, ask for this water, because I promise you, Dasani and Aquafina. And I'm glad they don't sponsor this show. Um, but they are not doing that. It's freaking glorified tap water. Come on, guys. Buy really good water, good quality water, and feed a hungry child. Jonathan, Don, I love you guys. Go ahead. What's up?
1: I was going to say, please reach out to us to volunteer. Any people in Vegas, L.A., San Diego, any place. And he said, we will help you get to a place. We will, And we would love for you to join us and to see what we do. It's, it, it, we actually have an amazing time serving others.
0: Yeah, and I can't wait to join when you guys get back.
1: Absolutely, thank you you guys. Thank you. All right, you too. Take
0: care. They're awesome. So I'm serious. I'm challenging each and every one of you. Please do that. I'm not going to like tell you what to do, but I'm asking you, please. Like they're real, the real deal, and that water is incredible. And they really are changing people's lives. It's cool. I've gotten to see it. It's cool. Really, really, really cool. Um, so yeah, we're getting ready to end the show, but really quick, I'm going to have my friend Brian on, uh, from success profiles magazine. Um, he's got another edition coming out and it's really exciting. So I'm going to have him on for a few minutes to say hello and see what he's up to. So, but yeah, go support Jonathan and Don and what they're up to with Sababa water. Brian, what's up, dude? How are you? Are you there? Huh? How you doing, man? You there? I'm doing fantastic. Uh Uh-oh. We have a reception problem. Can you hear me? I can now. How are you?
3: Fantastic. It's good to be here. Good. It's good. What's going on with you, man? What's going on with the magazine? Oh, well, I just finished the April edition, which is odd considering that it's April 27th, but uh, I had some revisions and the, and I, there were some pictures that were not high resolution enough. So I had to wait for someone to give me some better pictures, but it's the April edition is done. Uh, it's going to get loaded onto success profiles, magazines, uh, membership site very shortly, and I'm going to get some printed copies. And so now I'm going to be working on the May edition, which is going to be a think and grow rich edition. And Sharon Lecter is going to be on the cover. It's going to be really fantastic.
0: I've heard, I've not had the privilege of meeting her, but her reputation is a, well, that of a powerhouse. She so, is.
3: Yeah, she is. It's it's really great to see people owning their power and not a lot of women own their power like they should. So it's refreshing to see people like her and Laurel Langmire who are out there just getting it done and not afraid of saying the truth and mm-hmm. not cowering down before anybody.
0: I think that's really great. I do too, man. I do too. Um, hey, I'm going to let you rant for a second because <laughs> I'll be okay. right back. You you talk about whatever you want to talk about, and I'll be right back. Okay.
3: <laughs> awesome. So I get to host Josh's show for him for a couple minutes. This is fun because I do my own show, Success Profiles Radio. Uh, for those who don't know me, I'll just tell you a little bit about myself. I host a show called Success Profiles Radio. You can find it at successprofilesradio.com. I interview a bunch of amazing people. Uh, I've interviewed Darren Hardy and Sharon Lecter, Laura Langmeier, Jack Canfield, uh, Rich Franklin, Dr. John Martini, a whole bunch of really amazing people. On Monday, I'm scheduled to have Tom Ziegler on for the second time. He's the son of the legendary Zig Ziegler. I am so fired up and excited about that. And I just want to talk to you about creating content when you create content and you have it on a radio show, for example, or you post it in a blog. My hope for you is that you are repurposing that content as many times as possible, because if you create a piece of content and leave it in only one place and expecting the world to find it, good luck, because not everyone will. One reason why I have a radio show, one reason why I have a book, one reason why I publish a magazine is because somebody might find me in any one of those channels But they're not all going to find me in the same place. You have to be everywhere at once. For example, uh, I compiled 11 of my very best interviews for my six years. And I have a book called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it in the Barnes & Noble stores. But I interviewed a lot of amazing people in this book. And I've repurposed my content, which I've already done content I did three, four, five years ago, repurposed it into a book, and people who have not heard of my show or who did not hear those interviews are now having a chance to read it. So it's a way of keeping the same content alive over and over again. So it's really a fantastic idea to repurpose content. Another reason why it's a great idea is because you can collaborate with other people. When you have a radio show, you have people on as a guest if you want to do an interview-style show. And you can collaborate with those people. You are offering something of value. You are offering them what they are doing. And you get to learn whatever it is they're doing. You can learn why they do what they do and the lessons that they learned that we can now learn, too. So I love exploring people's very successful journeys. The book is a way of repurposing content.
0: And it looks like you're back. Yeah. 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 I'm, I get back. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm drinking a lot of water during this fast, you know? So. <laughs> Fantastic. Good for you. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm really happy for the success of the magazine and what you're up to. And I agree with you about it. It's funny. It, it's, there's so much content out there and it's yeah. so easy for content to get lost in the shuffle. And like, I've been able for every new platform I get on my, my content's getting refurbished and, or repurposed. And people are hearing stuff that I did six months ago before I even had a mic. And, but just the impact that that it's having, it's like, golly, I kind of forgot about it. Like forgot I did that, but it's all, there's value there for people. There's value that old content. And it's sometimes really hard to search through the archives of, of finding people's stuff. So when it gets refurbished, it's like, Hey, if you've seen it before, fine, great. But if you haven't, Here it is for you because there's value. And I can tell you from all the guests that you've interviewed or the people that have been in your magazine, the people that you've, you know, just you've had on your show. Like there's a lot of valuable, wealthy resources there. And when I say wealthy, I mean, financially, yes, but also just knowledge um, and the impact that these these guests have had on your audience are really, really inspiring. So I, I think it's super cool.
3: Yeah, I can show you an example of the magazine. This was the March issue with Eric Swanson. Mr. Awesome. Now, let me tell you, he's he is amazing. And let me tell you the value of having content repurposed. It gives influencers a chance to see you and find you. When you have a magazine, when you have a radio show, when you have a show like Joshua does and like I do, people start finding you opportunities to collaborate with them. That's a beautiful thing. It's much better to be chased than to be the one chasing. Am I right about this?
0: Oh, a, Oh, amen. And, and now it's, it's fun because now I don't ask for people to come on the show. Now there's a way. Right. And yeah. I, and that is a, that is a blessing. And it's also, I, I have to say that it, it is a really incredible feeling because I remember what it was like when I was relentlessly scheduling people to be on the show, and now there's a waiting list. And it's like, oh my God, how'd that yeah. happen? It, it's it's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm booking July on my show now, so I always have
3: two, three, or four months of shows booked all the way out. But let me tell you something. Um, having Eric Swanson on my cover led to me going to his event last weekend for free here in Scottsdale. It led to me having five minutes of stage time on his uh stage it could lead to future uh opportunities later and we also talked about my book which i referenced just a little while ago there's going to be there are going to be several more editions of this and i who some of the people in the next book are going to be what i did on stage is i sold a spot to be in my next book for someone uh to be alongside all of these people they can say i've been in a book with Kevin Harrington and Marshall Silver. Those are two of the people who are going to be in my next book. Jonathan Horton, Olympic gymnast. He's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So you you have that opportunity. I had three people come to me afterwards. Uh, I only had five minutes with Eric Swanson on stage but they said, you have great stage presence. I had one guy who runs a, a large local networking group. He says, I want you to come to my event. I want us to do stuff together. Great. I went to his networking event last night. David Fagan spoke. Do you know who David Fagan is? I do. Yeah. He's having an event here in Phoenix in three weeks. To my event, May 17th through 19th in Tempe. And I want you to be on one of my expert panels. Done. Done. So this is what happens when you start putting yourself out there. Influencers will start reaching out to you when they perceive you to be one of them. The game changes.
0: Yeah. I I don't like being one of anybody. (laughs) No, no. And I, I I am who I am
3: and I am my own unique person. But when you get to run around with a, a better crowd, that's never a bad thing.
0: No, I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time. Um, I uh, what was going to tell you, oh, do you know Todd Special and Dom Fawcett?
3: I know who Dom Fawcett is. In fact, I saw him last night at this event.
0: Okay. Yeah, he's he's the real deal. You should introduce yourself to Todd Special. Okay. He's a game changer. He is going to disrupt. (laughs) He's just, you got to meet him. (laughs) You got to meet him and you got to talk to him. And then you're going to want to have him on your show. He's a world changer. And everybody here that's listening right now, because he's been on my show twice, um, and the radio audience loves him. He, he, he is a um, – him and Jason Cisneros are probably two of the most disruptive people I know for all the right reasons. And yeah, I cannot Jason's recommend film. either one of them. Yeah. So Todd, Todd is Jason's people. And I'm telling you, if you're looking for someone to really, really bring a book, uh, bring an impact – Got to have him on your show. Seriously. Okay. You're such a great interviewer that you'll have fun with Todd. Good. Yeah. Well, listen, man, I just, I wanted to have you on. I'm getting ready to, the, my live feed's going to cut off, not on Facebook, but on the radio okay. platform. Um, I just wanted yes. you to have you come on. please plug your magazine because it is brilliant. You're an excellent writer. You're an excellent host. You're Thank just you. an excellent human being. And I'm, I'm blessed to call you a friend, man. Thank you.
3: I'm blessed to call you a friend too. Success profiles magazine. You can go to success profiles, com and you can subscribe. Uh, I will say it's it's not free, but it's absolutely worth it. There's a private Facebook group. There's a monthly call with experts that you can participate in. And there will be discounts on tickets to my live event. When I finally have one later this fall, that's my plan. So a lot of reasons to be a subscriber. I mean, who, who wouldn't want to invest in themselves? I'm not asking for $500 a month. It's nothing like that at all. Magazine, digital magazine. So subscribe. I'd love to have you in the community. And thank you, Joshua, for having me on again. Really a, a huge honor and privilege. Thank no, you, No, like I
0: said, you're a friend of the show, and I love what you're up to. And I really do like the magazine a lot. I, I It's yeah. one of me. Like, There's just so much junk out there. This is just a quality magazine that offers a ton of value, and I'm a fan of it. So I, I love what you're up to and uh, very grateful that you came on the show, man. All right. Well, thank you. dear yeah, Brian. God bless, man. All right, everybody. So that is the first show today. Um, we'll be back a few more times this afternoon. Um, but just a special thank you to Brian for coming back on. And then Jonathan and Don from Sababa Water. I challenge all of you. My one, check out Success Profiles magazine. But secondly, ask about Sababa water. Because every bottle you buy, every bottle you buy feeds a hungry child. So, and that's not a joke. That's here in the United States. It's where if you buy it in California, you buy it in San Diego, it's gonna feed someone in San Diego. If you're in Las Vegas, it's gonna feed someone in Las Vegas. That's what's up. So, God bless you guys. I will see you shortly.
3: Put a new face on an old kitchen. The Home Depot's cabinet experts can reface your kitchen cabinets for a mini makeover in a fraction of the time and cost of new cabinets. Our licensed local experts can get the job done right, right away. So don't face another year in an outdated kitchen. Try refacing it only at The Home Depot. More saving, more doing.
0: To learn more, visit homedepot.com slash refacing. License numbers available at homedepot.com slash license numbers, including six zero two three three one.